G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 549 of the Trainsmove Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com, or just send me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. Now, going, following on to from the last episode, talking about Iron Man cans, um, so last episode I talked about all the training and what I looked at and targeted and you know what went right what went wrong that sort of good stuff um this episode i thought i'll actually go into what happened on race day and um it's going in ins and outs for chook's bum on that so basically um the original plan was go up to cairns with my whole family and um but my wife couldn't get all the time off work she wanted um, so she, she said she'd be able to get up there on the Saturday and come back, but she'd have to fly back either Sunday night or early Monday morning. And it was going to be... And my daughter we had, took some time off work recently for, for a holiday, so she didn't want to take time off. So they stayed and we were going to make a, another time for a family holiday. Saves them looking at me. My son is obsessed by Iron Man and triathlons and crap. So he, he, he said, well, I'm going. So so mum flew over from Western Australia to look after him on race day. But so I went up to Cairns, just my son and myself, and um, he had a ball. He, he raced Iron Kids. He, um, he did really well there. Though the competition, you know, they're just there to have fun. While my son thought it was an Olympic qualifying race or something, I think. His goal, because he's just qualified... For the national schools championships in September at Harvey Bay, and so he's just starting to do a fundraising thing to, because you don't get a lot of change for two thousand dollars to go to go up and do this triathlon that he's doing. But um, so he, um, one of the one of the concerns was by the coaches, not the coaches, by the um, pathway organisers was. They're worried that my son couldn't um, cycle in cleats, and it, it, they've never seen him. And so I, so I, I spoke to him on the phone. And I said, "Oh, at a swim bike run, um, I'm worried about his biking the least. He's been riding in cleats since year two at school. I brought him a road bike very, very early on in his in his life, and one of the first things we did is brought him cleats, you know, clip-on shoes. So and they go, oh, okay. Anyway, so." So he's finally been approved to to do this particular race up in um, up in Harvey Bay. So one of the things he wanted to make sure they knew is he can do a do a, a triathlon race with while putting his shoes on on the go while moving. So that was his big thing, and he's he went into the second wave, and they do waves of five in Iron Kids. And so they, they, he went in off in the second wave because he didn't know where he was going. He's, he was first out of transition out of all the waves, out of the two waves in front, or the one in front as well as his wave. And you see him riding past us and he's putting his shoes on, he's got a big smile. And then they've got this, um, vo- the volunteer um, doing the lead, uh, the, the lead group. And on the way back, my son just rides straight past her and she's struggling to keep up. He, my son's going like a bat out of hell. It was actually quite entertaining to watch. And so he does two laps on the bike, he, he starts to run. And this other kid who's 
on his tail, they run out of transition together and my son wasn't sure about how many laps it was and just thought, I'm just going to stay behind this guy. So they stay behind this guy, this kid, and this kid just sets the pace and at the the finishing shoot, my son just goes around and it becomes a sprint finished. Depends on who you speak to, it depends who won. Craig Alexander was there, he was a super nice guy. Um, but you hear Craig Alexander and Peter Murray go, oh, it's a tie, it's a tie. But then you talk to some some people, no, that other kid won. And then you talk to some other people, no, no, my kid won. So we're not sure. Um, but he, he did really well. But anyway, that was beside the point. So I went up there with my son. And my son was just... He's got this Iron Man hat. And he's got all these Iron Man signatures. And he went around to all the pros. Um getting photos and getting signatures on there and Craig Alexander true gentleman he just did he just wanted to have a chat and he, he could I could be still there talking to him if if we allowed him to he's a super nice guy um but um what am I what am I trying to say so everything was all 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 beautiful leading into the race everything's all faultless absolutely faultless Race morning, we, we get up, we get everything ready. I'm at the starting line, nothing. I do my warm-up. My warm-up was um, I swim about 200 metres, thereabouts. I then do a series of drills in the open water. Oh, well, going back a few days ago, I wanted because I, I don't have open water experience I, in that sort of conditions. And I know that. I knew that going into it. I knew, you know, I've done this race. I think this is my fifth time doing this race. And I'm just treated like a I'm treated like you know a leaf in a in a washing machine. There, the water's generally really bad, and I'm just my lack of open water experience is very very um, on display, very exposed. Um, so I go two days before I think it is. My son and I go swimming there up in Palm Cove, and the, which is hard to get your mind around because there's signs on the beach that says warning crocodiles and stingers but yet here we are we're jumping into this bloody water you can't it's not clear you can't see anything in this water and here we are we're swimming in this bloody water and um and the water's horrific and my son who weighs i think 44 or 43 kilos is just smashed and so he couldn't do much. So he, he uh, he's just being slaughtered by this water, and I'm swimming, and and I'm looking, and I, and I do the, you know a few out and backs and a crossways and other crossways, and I look at my time. It's three minutes per hundred meters, and I go, my God, what happened there? And I, the water was horrific. I think, geez, I hope it's not going to be like this on race day. Anyway, the water was perfect on race day. It, it was wavy it was choppy but it was as close to being perfect as you'd ever want on race day so on race morning i go out i get i swim about 200 meters i do some drills some sculling some doggy paddle i then go back into another 100 or 200 meters of normal freestyle i then throw in a few couple of um efforts and then i just swim back to shore and um call it call it a day I a race morning. I would ha- I had um, first thing I had is um, a shake, uh, six scoops of Endura Optimizer and a salt tablet. 
I took took that first thing in the morning, and then um, two hours before race day. So that was three hours before race day. Two hours before race day, I had a Vegemite sandwich, um, and then I sipped on water until about an hour. Sorry, sipped on a sports drink until about an hour before the race. Then I switched to wa- plain water, and then after I did my warm up, I jumped out of the water, and we're getting close to race start. I grab a can of Red Bull, mother's milk, I crack that, scald that, and I'm feeling good about myself, feeling feeling positive. Race starts, everything, the race, the swim was the easiest swim I've ever had in a race. Like, it felt easy. Um, I, I, there was, I didn't feel out of, um, I didn't feel out of breath, I didn't feel saw muscles everything i didn't feel anything everything it was i felt like i'm doing a a recovery swim everything felt easy i was very disappointed with the pace i thought i'm gonna get out of the water hour and four hour and five thereabouts but i got out of the water in an hour and nine minutes so i was very disappointed with the pace but you take away the pace everything that was a faultless swim for for me um if you take away the pace altogether that was faultless it was it was just beautifully um felt i felt amazing during that swim i get out of transition i sorry i get out of the water i run into the transition grab my gear bike and off i go um the bike the goal for my bike i I didn't have any i didn't have a particular power number to, to hit on this um, I wasn't worried about hitting, you know, in pass, I go, right, I'm going to hit 200 watts, but, but that's what I want to hit, and then I'm going to increase this to, to um, 280 on the hills, and then on headwind, I'm going to go to 210. I didn't have any of that. The goal was very, very simple, to ride as fast as I possibly can using the least amount of watts as I possibly can. That was, that was, the, that was the only goal I had. Um, I had caps on power, I was looking at my power, and the lower that power number was, with the speed increasing, the happier this, you know, this fella was. So, again, this bike was the easiest bike ride I've ever, ever, ever done on in a race. And I don't care whether you're talking about Olympic distances, or Ironmans, or half Ironmans, or sprint distances, I felt... This was the easiest, and I think I averaged only 177 watts. I'm not sure about my normalized power. No, I've got to double check that. Um, power. Just I'm on my phone here. I'm just having a click as I as I'm looking. Uh, power. My heart average to heart rate was 138. It only went over 153. 153 was the highest, so that was pretty controlled. Uh, power um, one seventy one seventy six was my average. It's not showing me. Oh, my weighted power. My uh, um, my normalized power was one ninety three. So we're not talking about high power numbers. So I I did my bike time was five hours fourteen, and my average speed was thirty four point two k's an hour. Um, for the most part, it was sitting around that thirty five thirty. I think it got to 36 for the first lap and then 35 for there on in. And most of that average speed goes down once you hit that last 60Ks of the headwind. But but um, bike horse is amazing. Um, every, I knew it was going to be windy. Um, 
so it never bothered me it was just the goal was I worked a lot in the last year on aerodynamics um, and I worked hard on being as strong as I can on on the bike and it was from start to finish that was the easiest I've ever felt on a bike I would get super low I spent the um, almost apart from hills I spent the entire time in the aero position um, I, I wasn't struggling with that and, and this bike, I've only had this bike, particular bike, for two weeks, too. But it, everything mimicked my my old bike. But um, but I, everything was just beautiful, beautiful. Um, in the in the last in that last fifty k's, it was all headwinds, as I said. Um, and in that last thirty k's, you started seeing people break down. You started seeing people deliberately draft big time drafting and i'm not talking about people sitting five six meters behind i'm talking about people sitting 30 centimeters behind other people it was, the drafting was crazy um and even um even the people the the people in the age groups that are so you know at the end the top end of their age group um if you're not coming out of the water with them at their you know under an hour you're never you're they're getting further and further away from you as the race gets on because they're they're six meters apart they're supposed to be 12 they're not getting policed that well up in cairns um but they're they're sitting about six seven meters apart from each other and they're getting a lot of drafting benefits so they're just getting further and further and further away but in that last 30 k's people just could not give a crap the the, the and because the roads become a little bit narrower um so you're not seeing any tech <laughs> the technical officials out on the course at no in the last 30 40 k's of ironman cans so everyone's 30 centimeters off the wall off the wind off the um off the wheel in front of them. i'm like i'm i'm getting cranky with it all anyway <laughs> 10 I'm again 10 about 10 kilometers from the finishing on the bike I'm again I'm, I'm feeling really really fresh nothing's fatigued nothing's uh, everything I'm just I'm in my head I haven't had one downtime in my head everything's so positive and I'm like this this is ridiculous this is the easiest day of my life here and then this woman is just sitting on my wheel and I'm she's centimeters off it and it, it wouldn't have bothered me if she's, you know, even a metre back. It wouldn't have bothered me that much, uh, as much. But she's, and to the point where if I just sit up and stop pedalling for a second, she's going to hit me. Uh, she's like one, two centimetres from me, and she's in the aero position. So she doesn't even have her hands on her brakes. And so I, 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 I should have just turned around and told her to, you know, please not do that anymore, in, in much worse words. But... For some reason, I thought, bugger this. And I'm at this time, I'm on the front of the, the the chain, in front of the group. And so I'm not getting any benefits and everyone's benefiting from me. So I surge. I, I thought, well, if, it's, if it was a hill, I would be capping my watts at 300 watts. So I just, so I put one solid one minute in at 300 watts. And I got a bloody cramp in my left um, left hamstring. And and so I backed it right off, and we just started riding back to normal, normal power, and everything felt felt normal. So then, I get get into transition two, grab my crap, off I go, and straight away I'm getting cramps in my left 
hamstring and they're not massive cramps but enough to, to stop me every time i can't run one step on them i get straight legged so i've got to stretch it out and i go and it's constant every few hundred meters i'm getting these nasty cramps and i have to stop and stretch and so i duck into a toilet quickly i thought well give it a minute once i got out of the toilet they came good and I started running normal. So that first kilometer was a very slow kilometer out of transition because of the cramps. And I just settled into running um, at two, 260 watts on my power meter. That's all I did. That's all I was worrying about. 260 watts. And I would walk eight stations. So looking at the average pace, I was sitting somewhere around five minutes, four, five minutes, five-ish per kilometer thereabouts with the walks and the, um, all those cramps I had beforehand. So, but the actual pace itself, running pace, was somewhere around that one, uh, five minute K pace. So I was, I knew, I, I knew um, I wasn't going to get a sub nine hour, a sub ten hour Ironman, and that's what I was initially hoping for, a sub ten hour. But I thought, oh, I'm well, definitely going to get a a ten o five. A ten o five will definitely be it. And and again, it it just felt easy. I'm twenty six k's into it, into the run. I'm thinking, am I going to get sore here? I'm going to get anything, anything at all. It's This feels easy. 14Ks to go before, 14Ks to go before the finishing line. I start cramping up in that hamstring again, that, my hamstring, my left hamstring. I just get the, it was just like a, a cricket ball sticking out of my ha- back of the hamstring every few hundred metres and I'd have to stop. I couldn't even walk and I'd have to stretch and then, I, then I'd be able to run 100 metres and then I'd cramp again and I'd run 300 metres and I'd cramp again and I'd take three steps and I'd cramp again and all of a sudden I might be able to get a half a K in and I'd cramp again. So the la- last 14 kilometres, I stopped so many times to, with these cramps, it wasn't funny. But during between the cramps, and I and I'm running, and I'm trying to, and I feel what's coming out, and I'm trying to push my this ball of cramp back into my leg, because it, it, it's it really felt and looked like I've got a um, cricket ball sticking out of my hamstring, and I'm pushing it back as I'm running and trying to really get it going, and um, but when in between the cramps, it felt easy in the last kilometer i would say i did, the cramp stopped so i'm guessing it's more psychological that side of it uh, that uh, the finishing line's done so i think it was the last kilometer 800 meters the cramp stopped and even crossing the finishing line it felt e- like I, I haven't done an ironman at all it feels like i maybe have done a, a half um it's it, like i couldn't get it out of my head how easy this day has felt I looked down during one of my cramps because I because I'd get these cramps and I'd have to bend right over to stretch it out and I see I'm running in um, Nike Alpha Flies and um, they're white and it looks like I've got brown on it like I've tre- treading a little bit of dirt or something and I'm thinking geez that's weird I can't remember tre- treading in any blood not blood I can't remember treading in any mud and so I'm running and I never think of it again and uh, oh, I see it every time I had to stretch, which was every few hundred meters. Um, but it, but it never. I think I was just weird. I can't think of any muddy place. But anyway, who cares? I crossed the finishing line, and um, and I'm getting the uh, um, timing chip 
taken off. And I'm looking down at it and thinking, oh, that's not mud. That's blood. My my right foot, my right shoe is red with blood all over it. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not looking forward to taking that shoe off. And um, so I, I have have a quick a quick feed, which I really didn't want, but forced some something down and cry, go see mum and um, my son, Jack who was very quick go that wasn't sub 10 but talking about sun um during the run i felt so clear-headed so um fresh that i knew the newcastle knights my favorite rugby league team was playing panthers and i kept saying what's the score mate who's winning every time i passed him and he goes oh it hasn't started yet it hasn't started yet okay and then i do because i was losing track of time and i'd see him again on the next lap i go who's winning because my son would maybe run one or two hundred meters um in the crowd next to us and i'd say who's winning what's the score are we winning please you know give me anything so i was worried i i was um I was just so, you know, I wouldn't say I was in the zone, but I wasn't not in the zone. I was very aware of everything going around me. I was very um, aware that the Newcastle Knights were playing, and I was very aware that I wanted to know how the Newcastle Knights were performing. But anyway, I crossed the finishing line, and I see my son there, and uh, g'day, mate. He goes, well, that wasn't sub-10, was it? <laughs> I go, no, it wasn't. It, um, so he, he rips into me, and um, it was a good. Uh, I'm generally cross these finishing lines, and I'm bitterly disappointed with something. I, I'm not bitterly disappointed with anything because um, it, the day felt easy. I got to see the benefits of training. Um, one, uh, you know, 930 something hours of exercise in a year leading into that. I could see the benefits of that. And I, the, the cramps, I think the, I got the cramps because um, I don't think it was a nutritional thing. I think it was more a fatigue in the, in the legs there um, of lack of running. I, I missed out on a lot of long runs. I missed out on a lot of intensity runs because of um, niggling injuries and work. Um, I, so I couldn't have really changed that in my training because work's more important than triathlons, unfortunately. Um, and I wouldn't have started that run under a slower pace, even if I knew knew that. Um, so I, I couldn't have changed um, or wouldn't want to have changed it. So I, I crossed the finishing line for the first time being satisfied um, under the circumstances. I, I, do th- I, I did get off the bike thinking I, I wasn't going to get a sub 10, but I thought a t- 10.05 was not just very doable, but I thought it was it. Um, turns out I finished at 10.18, so those cramps really slowed me up in the last 14 Ks. Um, so my nutrition on the bike, um, I, I, keep it, I keep things very, very, very simple. I was taking one gel every 20 minutes. I was taking a salt tablet every 30 minutes. Um, at, at 85 Ks on the bike, I had, one, I had a, a Red Bull and a killer python lolly and and the only reason i had a killer python lolly is i generally make my own gels at home and sometimes if i haven't 
made gels and I'm doing a long bike ride or whatever, I, my wife would always buy me a big pack of killer python lollies, which I keep in the cupboard, and I could just grab a heap of them, stick them in my cycling shirt, and off I go, and I'd just use them for the day. Um, and I just like, I don't, I don't eat lollies any other time, but when I'm, you know, <laughs> doing something on the bike or run, and so I did. Oh, I I do enjoy it on the when I'm exercising. So I'll just have a killer python with a, a Red Bull at the same time, and then a hundred and a hundred and forty k's in, I had the exact same another Red Bull, another um, killer python. And how I did that is on my um, bike. I have Aero an Aero um, drink bottle on the frame, and so which is five hundred mils. So I'm so I put. 500 mils of red bull in that and so i drink half of it in around that um on the first one and the um around that 85 k's and the um had the other half of the bottle on that 140 ish case and um so, so that that just worked really well for me i really really enjoyed it coming off the coming on to the run i kept things really really simple uh, as well a gel every 30 minutes and a salt tablet every 30 minutes and i just just kept with that when i started cramping i would um i did revert to coke for a fair bit as well just to try and get some um simple simple sugars in as quickly as as i could and um so but nutrition why i don't think it was the nutritional thing that i got cramps i think it was a lack of run volume that during training that that saw me to get that that's what i would that's what i'm thinking of putting it down to um but yeah so that's i mean can so next next episode i'll start mumbling about um what the goals are for the next year and um the one after that i'll talk about some of the stuff i saw on the on race week race day that I didn't think was in the best interest of those people. So, just some good stuff. Good, good stuff. If you guys have any questions, jump on through to the website, transmooth.com. Until next episode, hoo